Today's daf is Gittin daf Pei Dalid. This is the uh, last week of Masechah's Gittin. We are holding on the top of daf Pei Dalid on at the two dots, and the Gemara is going to discuss today, we're going to continue in discussions of Tanai by a get, but we're going to discuss those kinds of Tanai that are impossible, either they are physically impossible, they are halachically impossible. The Gemara is going to also discuss, we're going to start actually discussing a Tanai that uh, he gives her a get, Almanas, that she marries a specific person. The Brice has something to say about that. We're going to have three different interpretations of what exactly the Brice has to say about such a, such a Tanai, and then we get into the impossible Tanayim, and then on Amr Beis, the Gemara is going to discuss whether uh, tonight for her to do an Avera, whether that's considered Masnal Masha Kasabatora or not, whether that's considered a Tanai against what it says in the Torah, and then we we'll go back and describe it and explain some of the, uh, the, the the lines in the Mishnah where the Mishnah had said that if you have a Tanai, that if you give a get Chutz Leploni, so you have to according to the Chum, you have to give it to take it back from her and give it to her again and not just say, now uh, I changed my mind, now it's your get unconditionally you have to actually do a new mice in the Sina so the Gemara is going to try to figure out which Tana that uh, that follows that you have to do a whole new mice in the Sina and the Gemara is then going to discuss whether a Tanai Balpeh can, uh, can ruin the get depending on when you say it if you say it before you actually write the Iker part of the get whether that makes a difference in terms of a Tanai Balpeh, so let's begin, we're at the two dots on the top of the page, Daf Pei Dalid Amr Aleph, second line of the page. Tan Rabbanan, Brisa teaches us follows. Instead of like we had in our Mishnah where he gives her a get, that she can marry anybody but a certain person. In this case he gives her a get uh, that, that, uh, that she's supposed to marry Davka, a specific person. She should not marry and if she does marry they don't get divorced. So the, uh, apparently she's not allowed to marry that guy because then the Gemara is going to explain this, that we, it, it gives the impression that they're, uh, that, that they're, they're, they're uh, giving each other wives as a matana. That here, you want my wife? I'm going to give you my wife by divorcing her that, uh, and earmarking her for the other person. The Ramah in Evan Ezer goes so far as to say that even if he didn't make such a Tanai Beferush, but it's clear that he's only divorcing her because the intention is that she's going to marry a specific person. Like that person, for example, may have paid him off, given him money to divorce her, or uh, is supporting this fellow to divorce her. So even though he didn't say specifically, the Ramah says that too is Asr. The Pizchi Tshuva, he quotes from the Chavaz Yoyer, that just like Rechoshesh, that we might, in our sugi, in this case, that they're going to say Shema Nosim Sheyomru Neshem Nosim Bematana that they're giving their wives as gifts to each other. It's also, he says, not appropriate to be Medaber Ish that sometimes you have a couple that's been separated for a long time they just haven't finalized the divorce yet but they've been separated for years and she started dating already so no, you can't start dating yet you can't start talking about getting remarried prior to, uh, to because you can't have any specific guy in mind it runs the risk of looking like this that they're, uh, that they're, they're divorcing each other with the intention that he's divorcing her with the intention that she's going to marry a specific person that's problematic the Pesachit Shuvah says, you should wait till the divorce is final before you do anything like that. So anyway, my comrade, the Gemara says, what does this Brisa mean? That she can't marry, but if she does marry, she doesn't have to get divorced. We're going to have three possibilities. Possibility number one, Amar of 
Shimon Hachi Ka'amar. This is what the Bryce is telling us. Harezu lo tinase lo, matana. She certainly cannot marry the person that he said that she has to marry, because then it makes it look like he's gift wrapping his wife and giving as a matana to this other person. And if she marries somebody else, she doesn't have to get divorced, even though the tonight wasn't fulfilled, and therefore Lechora, you would think she would not be divorced from her first husband, because the whole tonight of the get was that you have to marry somebody, you have to marry Ruvain, and she didn't marry Ruvain, she married somebody else, still Lotet says she could stay married to somebody else, to that somebody else, Rashi says because we don't want to give any uh, sort of credence to this tonight, we don't want to strengthen anyone who makes such a tonight because of a that we don't want to be such a tonight we're not going to uh, make her get divorced from this new husband and we're going to be matir and ish meaning she's still an ish to the first husband the tonight of the get was never fulfilled so how can you let her just stay with this new husband that she decided to marry it's a, she, her get was never chal so that can't be so rather says the Gemara a second possible explanation of what's going on in the Brisa the Bryce means to teach the following. The first part of the Bryce is exactly like we explained. She should not marry the person that the husband had identified in the get as the one she is supposed to marry. Because of that concern, we're afraid that people are going to say that he gave her, that he's giving his wife as a matana. And if she marries that guy, the guy that she was supposed to marry, according According to the husband, we don't force them to get divorced. Because just as, just because of the gezerah of what people might say, that people might think he's giving us a matanah, so we're not going to make a couple get divorced over over something like that. If you look at Tosos, seems a little bit strange that we didn't uh, we didn't think of this in the first place. Meaning that's what the, the simplest reading of the brayse is: don't marry this fellow, and if you marry this fellow, no, no, but the evidence. It's okay. That the, initially we assumed for sure we're going to be mafkin on the kiddushin. We're going to say that since you're not supposed to do this, this calls for afkas kiddushin, and the kiddushin shouldn't even be chal. And then the maskana said the hagemara. Rav Nachman is telling us that no, we we would not be mafkia kiddushin for something like this. Yes, the rabbanon have the authority to be mafkia kiddushin. But they don't use it indiscriminately. They don't use that authority whenever they feel like using it. It has to be something that's a considerable tzorach. So just because it might give the impression that people might think that they're giving their wives as a matana, that is not enough reason to be oker kiddushin. Amrle Rava, so Rava says, no, I have a problem with this pshat in the Brisa as well. Lohu when you say she's not allowed to marry that guy that the husband had identified in the get as the one she is supposed to marry, it gives the impression that she's allowed to marry anybody else. But but how could she marry anybody else unless she marries that one guy, the Tanai of the get has not been fulfilled and she's not divorced. She shouldn't be able to marry anybody. If you're going to say, no, it's no problem. Maybe she still can fulfill her tonight, even if she marries someone else right now, because maybe she'll marry someone else right now. That's, uh, that, that marriage will last for however long it lasts, 
and then as soon as that marriage is over, as soon as she gets divorced from that guy, then she'll uh, go marry the person that's a fulfillment of the tonight. And then it will turn out, once she marries the person that was identified in the get, uh, eventually, then it will turn out that the get was a good get all along, that a Karu was a good get, and therefore her marriage in between was not a problem. So, uh, so, so, so if you can say that, that you can always rely on that, and you want to compare it to the following shita that disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda, where you can delay a fulfillment of a Tanai until later, and therefore take your chances in the interim with the alasmach that you're going to fill the Tanai later, the Itmar, where we had a, such a similar discussion in the following. A person takes a neder that I'm not going to sleep today if I sleep tomorrow. So do we let him sleep today? Do we not let him sleep today? It's taking your chances, meaning if he sleeps tomorrow, then any sleep today is going to be a violation of the neder. If he doesn't sleep tomorrow, then he can sleep all he wants today. So we do not let him sleep today because he might sleep tomorrow. Rav Nachman would say, nah, don't worry about it. Go to sleep today and you don't have to worry what happens tomorrow. You don't have to be that maybe he's going to sleep tomorrow. Just assume you'll do the right thing tomorrow to make sure that your behavior today is justified. So it sounds a little bit like Rav Nachman over here. What we're, what we're suggesting, maybe it fits very well with Rav Nachman. We're suggesting let her marry whoever she wants. Don't make her marry this one guy or uh, don't say that the whole get is cancelled. Let her marry whoever she wants and then I'll Ultimately, afterwards, she'll go and she'll marry the person that was identified in the get. Aye, what, what if that never happens? Then it will turn out she's not divorced and she's an Aishas Ishli Alma. Don't worry, she'll do the right thing in the end to make sure that her, her, her behavior right now is going to be justified. Just like the case of the sleep. We could assume the guy's not going to sleep tomorrow to make sure that his sleep today is justified. So says Gemara, you can't really compare the two. Hachi Hashta, how can you compare these two cases? Hasam bididei kaima when it comes to whether he's going to sleep tomorrow or not that's completely dependent on him he can choose whether to sleep tomorrow ah he might be very tired and he might start dozing off so he'll take a he'll take a pin and he'll start needling himself and make sure to wake himself up. He'll slap himself across his face. He'll wash his face with cold water. Whatever he'll do. It was uh, I remember when I was in yeshiva in Aritzol. There was a guy I knew in another yeshiva where just outside the yeshiva there was a lamp post that was like loose or something. So every time he touched, he got an electric shock. The guy was such a mess, but he would stay up till three in the morning. When he felt like he had to go to sleep, he would shock himself. It's a stupid idea, but that's what he would do. He would shock himself. So a person could see to it that they can make sure that they're awake the entire time that they'll stay awake. But Hatha Bididak Haimalu Grushe Pravir is it up to her to be to, to see to it that she gets divorced from this husband so that she can marry the guy that was identified in the get? It's not up to her to get divorced. So Rav says, I don't like this interpretation of the Brisa either. Now Tulsus points out, why isn't it up to her to get divorced? Tulsan Dibra Maskal Hacha asks about seven lines into the Tulsa. There is a that if a woman says ma is 
lie that this guy is disgusting to me. We force him to divorce her. So it is within her rights and ability to see to it that she gets divorced. Unless you hold not that way. Meaning that's Machlokis Rishonim. So it says, Lashitasi, that you can say Ma'asalai, I have a question. But if you hold like Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, that Ma'asalai is not going to be enough to force the husband to divorce her, then it wouldn't be a kasha at all. V'od kasha, but a further kasha, so it says, Dekaifinu le'ligarsha, sh'arei hi alav ve'isr eishas ish. V'imkein, ma'ikamar atu b'didak ha'im le'grushay. V'yavim farish b'didak ha'im le'grushay l'insuvei devadei en b'yadah shisana z'avayas shapir achin alashamash b'kein. He says, but uh, anyway, over here, we're going to have to force him to divorce her. You know why? She's an eishas ish. She doesn't have a get. The get's only going to be chal if she marries somebody else later on. Right now, there's no get. Right now, she's an ish. Isn't that enough reason to force him to divorce her? And if you're going to say that, no, that's exactly what the Gemara meant. The Gemara didn't mean, does she have the ability to, uh, to, to force a divorce? Of course she has the ability. to. The Gemara meant she doesn't have the ability to fulfill her tonight. Fulfilling her tonight doesn't just mean getting divorced from the person she's currently married to. It means getting married to the guy that was identified in the get. Can she force that guy to marry her? She doesn't have that ability. Maybe that's what the Gemara meant. Tell says, if that's what the Gemara meant, it's a little bit odd the Gemara didn't say that. The Gemara said, the Gemara's Lashon was, um, Is it within her ability to get divorced? It didn't say, Is it within her ability to, to, to make sure that the other guy's Mekadesher? So it sounds like it's all an, in, an Indian in the divorce. So it also suggests, since nevertheless the husband can uh, can be docher, it's not considered her ability to uh, to divorce her. Meaning the husband could uh, could be docher and say, no, I'm not doing it right now. I'll do it later, later, later. He could always push it off. So therefore, it's not considered that uh, that he has that she has the ability to force the divorce, even though we at some point uh, we do not allow this marriage to continue. That's what it means that she doesn't have the ability to get divorced. But either way, what Tosis point that she doesn't have the ability to force the remarriage, the new marriage to the to, to the person identified in the get, that's also true. She doesn't have that ability either. So either way, the, uh, the Gemara's point is well taken. You can't compare this to the case of the nether that I won't sleep today if I sleep tomorrow, because you are in control of whether you sleep the next day. That's always a discussion. The post can have a discussion whether uh, sleeping is something that's within a person's control, or do we sometimes assume, assume that sleeping is a complete uh, onus, that's completely beyond a person's control. The, the achronim in the most uh, recent generation discuss if someone falls asleep behind the wheel of a car and he causes, uh, he causes damage, he gets into an accident and he damages somebody, whether he's chayef for such a nezek. Do you assume there is such a sheet in Rishonim that even though Adam will be olam, but if something is an onus go or if it's a complete onus, where it's mamish totally beyond his control, that he's not going to be to be chayiv. So that's what the achronim are done: is uh, falling asleep behind the wheel an onus gamur, or do we assume that, uh, that a person should be able to control whether he falls asleep, whether, whether he falls asleep behind the wheel? In uh, one of the tshuvas from, I think in Rav Ozner's tshuvas, he he makes it dependent on uh, on on how long you've been driving for. That uh, that if a person's been driving for a short time, so then uh, then then it's not. An Onus Gomer, he should have been able to keep himself awake. But at a certain point, you hit a point where uh, you just can't keep yourself awake. It's a very questionable assertion, meaning that may be true, where you just, but then you're supposed to pull over to the side of the road. You meaning continuing to drive at that point is uh, is well within your control. You can pull off somewhere else and stop driving. So that's uh, take, take a nap or something, whatever. But that's
that's uh, that's that's a very uh, questionable assertion. Pashtus is that if a person falls asleep on the wheel, of course he's chayiv for the for the damage that he does. Okay, so the third possibility now says Gemara. What does the brisa mean? Ella Amar Rava. Rava says the brisa means as follows: Harezu lo tinase lo lo v'lo la'acher. She's not allowed to marry anybody. If the husband gave her a get, almanas that she only marries a specific person, she may may marry nobody. Lo lo tinase shami yom nosheim nosim matana. She can't marry the guy that was identified as the one she's supposed to marry because that's going to look bad. It's going to look like people are giving their wives as a matana. Liachar lo tinase. She can't marry anybody else. Debai kumilitana because he has to fulfill. She has to fulfill the tanai in order to be divorced. So if she marries someone else, she never fulfilled the tanai. Mele, she's not divorced. And then the second half of the brisa means to say vimnises lo lo teitze dimishum gzeir lo mafkinan. And if she marries the one who was identified in the get, then we're not going to make them get divorced because she has fulfilled the tanai. She's really divorced now from her first husband, and it's only a gzeir that it's going to make it look like they're gift wrapping their wives to each other. So for the gzeir, we're not going to make a couple get divorced. But liacher, if she divorced, if she married somebody else, teitze, then of course we're going to force them to get divorced. Because she has to fulfill the Tanai. And it's uh, highly problematic if she doesn't. She's an Ashes Ish. Tanya Kavase de Rava. And we have a Brysa that supports Rava's reading of the Brysa. That the first half of the Brysa tells us when we say she's not allowed to get married, it means she's not allowed to get married to anybody. And the second half of the Brysa, when it says that she, if she did get married, we don't force her to get divorced, that's only to that guy that was identified in the get. So the Brysa says just like this Harezu Lotinase, Lolo Vlodiacher. Lo, but if she marries that guy, then then lo But liacher, if she marries somebody else, then teitze. Then we will force her to get uh, to get divorced. Um, a couple of uh, points over here. We said this konim eina b'shina yom im ishan lemachar that the guy took a neder. I'm not going to sleep today. A neder that I won't sleep tonight if I sleep tomorrow. In uh, the uh, pirush Rashi on Nedarim, which is not Rashi, but the the pirush Amiyuchas to Rashi on Nedarim, it says that if he sleeps on both days, he gets malchus on the second day lemafreya for having slept the previous day. Meaning the violation of his neder happens on day one. We only know that it's a violation of the neder when he sleeps on day two. So he's going after day two. He's going to get malchus for having slept on day one. So the Mitzpah and in the Dharim over there, in Daf Yudalid, where this Gemara comes up, raises the question, why would, he, why would the guy get Malkus the next day? After all, doesn't this constitute Asra Safek? In order for someone to get Malkus, you need the Asra to be such that I tell you, don't do this, because if you do this, you're going to get punished. And that has to be absolutely true. That if the person violates what I just told him, he will absolutely get punished. That there's no out. There's no way that he can violate... What I told him, and still not get punished. Well, over here, isn't this Asra Safik? This is not Asra Vadai. I'm going to tell the person on day one, don't go to sleep because it's going to be a violation of your nether, you're going to get Malkus. And the person is going to violate what I told him. He's going to go right to sleep. Is it Vadai that he's going to get Malkus? No, we still have to wait for tomorrow and see what happens. If he chooses not to sleep tomorrow, then he didn't violate anything. So, isn't this a classic example of Asra Safik? So, the Sefer Shalmei Nidaram, Amasek Nidaram, suggests that over here, 
it's Karav Levadai that he's going to sleep the next day uh, because of Ones Shena. Again, we take this uh, seriously that a person has a very hard time not falling asleep. So since it's a Karav Levadai that in the span of 24 hours he's going to sleep at some point, therefore it's not considered Asra Safik. Tulsa's Mesechah's Gittin earlier in this, in this Mesechah, the Vlam Gimel, suggested that when you have a Rov Isser, it's not considered Asra Safik. So Asra Safik may just mean if it's more closer to a 50-50. Not if there's any way out. It could be that there's a way out, and it's still not going to be called Hasra Safik. You have to look carefully in all the cases in Shas, see if that holds up with uh, the definition of, uh, of Hasra Safik. Then the Gemara had said that if he better not sleep, according to Rav Yehuda, he's not allowed to sleep today because he might sleep the next day. So uh, the Rishonim raised the question, why by Neder al Tanai are we Choshesh that he might violate Tanai the next day and he'll violate Bal Yachal Mafreya, yet by Gitten and Kiddushin al Tanai, which is Bukum Vasei, um, or Veshevi al Tasa, where the Get is not going to be Batal, we're not Choshesh that uh, for, for Bitl al Tanai Biyadayim. We were not, guys, Megarish's wife, Shalom al Tanai, that she doesn't drink wine for 30 days, or Tanai that she doesn't marry marry a certain guy. So she's a, the, the Gemara said she's allowed to get married right away. She's allowed, we're not choshesh that maybe she's going to violate that tonight, but come back say she's going to drink wine and then the get's not going to be valid. We let her get married right away. So I, by, by a neder, by going to sleep, Rabbi Yudha says, no, no, don't go to sleep because you may violate the uh, tonight and then it's going to turn out that you're violating your neder. But by getting married, we say, ah, okay, probably you're not going to violate the tonight. No problem. Get married. Isn't getting married a more, much more serious issue? Shouldn't we take it much more seriously than uh, than than a neder, which uh, you know comparatively is not nearly as uh, significant as uh, of an issue. So Rov Rishonim suggests the Ritva, the Ran, Rov of the Rishonim suggests the following: that uh, in Isra Eshesish is different dafka because it's more chamur. That when some when something is more chamur, you have less of a reason to assume that a person is willing to take chances, and therefore we don't need to be as machmir because we don't have to assume that a person is going to want to violate tonight, we assume the person is going to make, make sure and see to it that their marriage is above board and that their children are not going to be mamzerim. So we don't have to be choshish for any such thing. But uh, when it comes to a neder, where it's not quite as serious, we have to add in the chumras because people won't self-impose the chumras. People are not going to be as careful. And the raya they bring, that whenever the isra is more chumra, there's uh, more of a chashash that, uh, that the, 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 when, whenever the isra is more chumra, the chashash of shemiyah is a less of a chashash that the person may come to violate it from the uh, from the hemshech of the Gemara Mesech Nadarim that the Gemara over there says the Yudas Moda that if he said Konam Eni B'Shina Lemachar Imishanayom that I take a neder I won't sleep tomorrow if I sleep today that he's allowed to sleep today because we're not choshesh that maybe he's going to sleep tomorrow because if he sleeps tomorrow then he's going to be violating the Gufa Iser and we're not choshesh for that what do you mean isn't it the same exact thing what what difference does it make which day is the Tanai and which day is the Iser no it makes a difference because today if the Iser is today we're the, the, we are Choshesh that will violate the Tanai tomorrow, because that's not the Gufa Isra, that's only the Tanai. But if the, the Iker Isra, the Gufa Isra is tomorrow, apparently that's more severe. And that 
we're not going to be choshish. That we're not worried that a person is going to do. So we apparently, when something is more severe, there's less of a concern that a person is going to violate. You have it both ways in Shas. Sometimes when something is a greater iser, we impose more chumras on it because there's more to protect. It's a more significant issue to protect. And sometimes when it's a greater iser, we assume people will be self-regulated. They're going to make sure that they're not going to violate such an iser, and therefore uh, we're, we're going to be more more makel. Each case is different. A guy says it tonight that's impossible. This is you get almanas that you go up to the sky. Almanas that you go all the way down to the core of the earth. Almanas that you swallow a reed that's four amos long. Almanas that you bring me a kana that's 100 amos. Almanas that you walk over the yamagadol by foot. In all these cases, Eino get, the get is not a valid get. Um, says, uh, t- uh, let's see if, a little further, Rabbi the Benteva Omer, Kazeget. Rabbi the Benteva says it is a valid get. What's the issue over here? Klalam Rabbi the Benteva. Rabbi the Benteva said a simple rule. Kol Tanai Shei Efshalo Lekaimo Besofo, Veisna Lav Mitchilaso. If you made it tonight, that is impossible to fulfill. And uh, you know it. You made such a tonight knowing that it's impossible to fulfill. We assume you were just kidding. You didn't really mean the Tanai. The get is a valid get. The Tanai is worthless. The Chazon Yecheskel on the Tosefta, according to the Masifta over here, points out that, the, uh, that from the Lashon of the Gemara, it sounds like it's because you knew that it was impossible to fulfill. That's why we assume you didn't really mean it when you said this tonight, and uh, the get is going to be Chal. But let's say it's impossible to fulfill, but you didn't know that. You thought people walk on water all the time. So he said, Almanas, they'll cross over Yamagadol Beraglech. And you, you really thought that that's a possibility. You had no idea. You've never seen water before. You didn't know uh, exactly exactly what it is. So says then he's serious about the tonight. And then the get is not going to be Chal because the person can't fulfill the tonight. Meaning this is not a rule in Tanayim. It's about an umdun daito. It's about uh, assessing what the person was actually thinking. So therefore, if you have a situation where you don't need mishpatea tanayim, that would have no bearing on this kind of tonight. This is not one of the mishpatea tanayim. This is, this is not one of the rules of how exactly you formulate a tonight. This is just a practicality. Now, Tulsus raises the issue, Al-Manasha Talirikia in Oget, says, Basokras Apollon Basofo Garcinon, Imniskayim Atanaya Rezaget Vimav Enoget, Viteme Hechachalakaimo. Tulsus over there says, uh, you know, well, if they do fulfill the tonight, then it is a good get. So what, what does that mean? How do you fulfill such a tonight? Tulsus of Yeshom Ari, they shame. They use the shame on first to fulfill the tonight. So they want to go to the Rikia, they go to Rikia using the shame. So the Gilean Ashas over here points you to Chagigo Yedalar and Beis, Tulsus of Yeshom Nichnesu. Chagigi Yedalit is about the Dalit Shenichnasu Lepardes. The four that went into the Pardes, they saw the Merkava, the, the, the Merkava of the Shechina, and uh, it had uh, different effects on each of the four who had that experience. A fascinating sugi over there, but Tos over there says that... Um, that that uh, it, they didn't actually they were not actually olalurikia ali de shame it was only nirika olalurikia but they weren't actually olalurikia so that's what Rabbi Vega is having trouble with Tosav here says that you could be olalurikia it's possible to do it ali de shame Tosav there says nah even ali de shame it does it's 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 a sleight of hand it's not uh, it's not even ali de shame you're not actually olalurikia it just gives the impression of being uh, olalurikia so that's uh, it's taka difficult then Tosav says kashal the Rav Rabbi Nochan Davlon the Milk 
time to take out of Bnei Ruvain, Shiyachu Lekaimo, Avaleicha Shleichu Lekaimo Kiyacha, Havlein Lemeimer, the Avakav the Tanai Batal, Maisa Kayim, Kiyachi Diofin, in Parag Mitzvah Chalitza, the Bnei Shiyachu Lekaimo Shliach. In general, we all all dinim of Tanai are learned from Tanai Bnei Gadol Bnei Ruvain. Now, one of the characteristics of Tanai Bnei Gadol Bnei Ruvain is that it was possible that Tanai was if you come and help everyone, if you help fight in the mainland of Eretz Yisrael, you will be Zochat Eretz and you'll be able to get the land that you want in Eber Yardin. So that's possible. It's something that's possible to do. So shouldn't we learn from there that any that part of the Mishpatei Tanaim is that it needs to be possible to do, and if it's not possible to do, we ignore the Tanai because the Tanai is not a valid Tanai, and the Maisa is going to be Kayam, so, uh, so how could you say a no get, that it's not a good get because you can't fulfill the tonight? No, we should ignore the tonight, say the tonight is, is worthless, and the mice is going to be Kayam. So it says, We do look to the Mishpah Tanayim in terms of whether the Maisa is possible to do. The Maisa has to be possible, like uh, inheriting Eretz Gilad. That's the Maisa, that's that's not the time. That's possible. That's possible to do, and that we care, and that's Afshali de Shliach. So that's something that, that we can learn from. But whether the Tanai is possible is irrelevant. That's not something that we're going to be interested in. Well, we're, that's not something that's going to disqualify something as a Tanai, because it doesn't disqualify the whole transaction. The Misa has to be possible, because that's really the Iker of what, what we're getting at. So if a Tanai is impossible, good. So then the Misa is still there. Um, Amar of Nachman, Amar Rav, Halach Kravidim and Tema. So Gemara says further, Halach is like Kravidim and Tema, that if it's impossible and you made that tonight, we assume you were just joking. We assume you weren't, you weren't really serious about it. It said explicitly in the Mishnah, only when it's possible for it to happen in the end, and you made it today about it, then to know Kayim, to know Batal, but if it would have been impossible, then the today is going to be Batal, Shmamina, period. So we discuss something that's physically impossible. What about something that's halachically impossible? Here's again Almanas that you eat basur chazir. Amr Abayi Hihi. So Abayi says, same thing. It's the same issue as something that's, uh, that's physically impossible, something that's halachically impossible. Rav Amr Efshad Achlavlakia. What do you mean? It is possible to eat basur chazir. You'll be violating Aver, you'll get Malkus, but it's possible to do. Abayi understands that when Rabbi Limitema said this rule, klal, whenever it's impossible to do it tonight, we ignore the tonight, he meant to include a case of even where it's halachically impossible. Rava says no, kazeh comes to exclude basar chazir, that it's specifically when it's physically impossible, but if it's halachically impossible, then it is a valid tonight. A guy gives a get to his wife. Amna says she has beer with somebody. This guy matnai harez a get vim laveinu get. Only if she has beer with that guy is it a valid get. Otherwise not. Amna shalot tivli la abelovicha ein choshen shemenivelahen. If he gives her a get, Amna says she doesn't have beer with her father or his father. We don't have to worry that that's actually going to happen, and therefore it's a good get. Viilu Amna shetivli la abelovicha lo katani. But notice what case it doesn't mention. It never mentions a case of Amna that she does have beer with Abba or a 
Ravicha. So Abayi Nichol, the Rava Kasha. According to Abayi, this works out very well. But according to, according to Rava, this is going to be uh, this 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 is going to be uh, a Kasha because according to Abayi, it doesn't say this case of Almanasa your Boel, your father or my father, because that that tonight is a totally invalid tonight. It's as if he never said it. But according to Rava, it is a valid tonight because it's physically possible, halachically not possible, but physically possible. So according to Rava, that's a Kasha. A kasha. And so Gemara Amluch Rava Bishlam Basar Chazir Efshad Da'achlav Lakia Basar Chazir is possible because it's totally within her control. She can acquire Basar Chazir. She can eat it. But Ploni Nami Efshad Demishchut Debeib Mona, and also to be bowl a certain guy, it's also in her control because she can always bribe the guy to have a beer with her, and uh, it's not such an Isur Chamur. For that guy, it's not a rayo, so he could be bribed for it. But to have beer with her father or his father, is that really up to her? Maybe she's willing to compromise all of her principles in order uh, for her to, to gain some personal benefit. But there's not enough money in the world she'll be able to pay. They may have religious standards, they may have principles that they're not going to be willing to sacrifice for however much money she pays them. So it's not within control. Lerava, according to Rava Klal, so it turns out, according to Rava, when we said this Klal, any impossible tonight is not a valid tonight. It meant exactly that case of Abba Vavicha, where it's impossible for her. But, uh, but, but a case where it's physically possible uh, and it's in her control, like Basar Chazir, that is a valid tonight. But according to Abaye, Klal is la suye basur chazir. Klal comes to tell us that the case of basur chazir is also something that's viewed as impossible. Kazel lemute ploni. Kazel comes to say that if the condition is that she has bia with ploni with a certain guy, so that's uh, that's that's a valid tonight. But anything that's halachically uh, impossible for her to do or problematic for her to do would not be a valid would not be a valid tonight at all, according to Abayis. And now the Gemara is going to ask on Abayis shita meisve. He gives her a get almanas they eat basuchazir vim zara or if she happens to be a non kohenes she's uh, the the uh, she's the Israelis and he says. Almenas shetochli b'truma on the condition that you eat truma, so it's specifically violating nisur. Vimais and nizira, and if she happens to be a nizira, he says almenas shetishti yayin that it's on the condition that you drink wine. Niskai matnai hareza get vimla veino get. So then, if the tnai is fulfilled, it's a valid get. If the tnai is not fulfilled, it's not a get. What do you see? That this is something that is halachically impossible to do. There's no way for a nizira to halachically be permitted to drink wine and non Talachically be permitted to eat truma for uh, for a person any Jew to halachically be permitted to eat chaz, to eat chazir. So the Rav according to Rava, we see that this is still a valid tonight. We Rava says that this is like this is exactly uh, something that we would assume that since it's physically possible, we don't just assume is mafliga bidvarim that she's just exaggerating. According to Abayi, we assume anything that's halachically impossible is impossible, and it's just mafliga bidvarim. Says no, this brisa is not going according to everyone. You think this brisa is going like Rabbi Dementema? We paskin like Rabbi Dementema. Doesn't mean this brisa follows Rabbi Dementema. This brisa might be going like the sheet of the Chachamim, but Rabbi Dementema in Achinami would say that the get is kosher in this case, even if the tanai is not fulfilled, because the tanai is completely ignored. We have no interest in such a tanai. 
Frak the Gemara, the Gemara is going to explain if someone makes a tanya al menashe tochli basar chazir, or is is that a violation of masa mashu chazir Meaning, why shall menashe tochli basar chazir be a valid tanya according to anyone? V'tebikle the masa mashu chazir Isn't that a tanya against what it says in the Torah? Masa mashu chazir b'torah. Who we call masa mashu chazir b'torah to know batel. And any time you make a tanya against what it says in the Torah, the Allah is the tanya is going to be batel. So why is this a valid tanya at all on any level? Tosus points out over here. Omer Rav Rabbeinu Al Chanan. To Krask Susi Almanas Liftar, Afgad the Nizak and Khashvlobigmara Varachin, Milvak Suv Bitora, if let's say a person makes it tonight, tear my clothing almanas that you'll be putter. Now generally speaking, Nizikin is something that we consider batora. It's considered to be something Milvak Suv Bitora. Milvak Suv Bitora just means a Shibun Maman that's 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 uh, required by the Torah, that's uh, mandated by the Torah. So when you damage somebody, we consider that a Milvak Suva Bitora. We consider that to be something that the Torah requires that you pay. So how could you make it tonight? You could tear my clothing and you're not going to be chayv. Isn't that also masa mashakos b'torah? We call makom lachash masa mashakos b'torah kivin shemochel behedia. That's not considered masa mashakos b'torah because by dinim mamnus you have the power of mechila. So by saying kras ksusi, I want you to tear my clothing. You are there, there, thereby being mochel. So aval vadayim haya omer kras ksusi al menashe in lachal like dinin nezek chash mashakos b'torah. But if you say that tear my clothing, not that I'm being mochel, but we just won't apply the din of nezek, then that's no good. You can't go against what it says in the Torah. Just like a guy could say that I will be mochel the onaa. If you overcharge me, I am mochel, but he can't say almanas that there won't be a din of onaa. That's what Gemara talks about at the beginning of Masechus Makos with Shemitah. You could say uh, whether you could say these things have to be very carefully formulated to make sure that what you're doing is not a masamash so back in our Gemara, the Gemara's question is a very strong question. Why is this not an example of Masa Maskas Batora if you're saying that she's got to eat Basar Chazer? So says the Gemara, When do we say that Masa Maskas Batora is Mavatal Tanai? That's, for example, where a guy makes a Tanai on his wife that he's Makadish Almanas, that he's not going to be Chayv in Shark Susvona. To who Ka'akar, the guy who's making the Tanai, is being Oker the Dovermin Torah. Aval Hacha Ihika Akra. But over here, she's the one that's being Oker the Dovermin Torah when she, when she eats the Chazer. She's not the one that made the Tanai. The guy's the one that made the Tanai. Masculine Ravina Klum Kakri Yel Lukimel Tanai today. Why do you think she was Oker? Just to try to fulfill his Tanai, uh, to, to, to make sure she has a get. Ishtakam Yuka Akra. So doesn't that turn out that he's the one that really was Oker? Elam Ravina Kiyam. Where it's Vade being Oker Torah, because when he's Makadish or as a wife, he becomes Chayiv in all those things. So his Tanai, by definition, is a 100% Akira's Dovermina Torah. He's saying, I'm being Makadish you without the rules of Kedushin. So that's no good. That's where we're going to say that's called Masa Mashkosubatara. Did he ever ask her to eat Chazer? No, Lotech of Lotigarish. He's happy to stay married. It's, if you want to be divorced, you'll eat Chazer. You don't want to be divorced, we'll stay married. 
Wonderful. So that's not called Masa Mashkas Batara. So then the Gemara, the Mishnah had said, Ketzid Yasa that when you gave her a get and said to her, Rebutas called them Elo Leploni, the Chum said it's Aser, and we said you have to take it back from her. So Mantana, who's the Tana that holds that you got to give it to her a second time and you can't just say, Hareat Mutars Kaladam verbally? So Amar Chizkia, Rabbi Shim ben Elazar, he. This is the Shita Rabbi Shim ben Elazar, Ditanya. Rabbi Shim ben Elazar, Omer, Achi, Thunder, Men of Yaks, Vietnanu, Vietnanu, Lavi Yomerla, Hagitech. Rabbi Shim ben Elazar says, in the case of Andafayin Ches, of Kinsi Shtarchov Zeh, where he says to her, take this Shtarchov, and he didn't say Hagitech, that he's got to take it back from her and give it to her again. But according to Rebbe over there, who says that you don't have to give it to her again, it's, it's enough to say Hagitech. Over here also, Rebbe would say it's enough to say Hagitech. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, we might even go, be going like Rabbi. Dilchon, Rav Kano, who's one of yours, who went from Babel to Yisrael, <laughs> Omar explained that even according to Rabbi, you don't need to give it again and say, uh, say even according to Rabbi, who says by the Shtarchov that you don't need to give it again, over here would say you do, because shiny hacha, hold the kanatu liposlbo lakuna. But over here it's different because when you said Ella Laploni, even Rebbe is moda, you need in the Sina because the woman was already kona the get the first time to pasl lakuna, meaning it was already a reach get that accomplished psul lakuna. So since the giving of the get accomplished something the first time around, therefore it needs to be taken back and given again. So now the Gemara moves on to, uh, to a new discussion. Savo, if he writes, in the actual get. So the Mishnah said, even if you go back and erase it, that get is puzzle. Amr of Safrak, Savo betocha tonight. The Mishnah says that the get's puzzle if you wrote it in it. But if you said it balpeh, the get apparently would not be puzzle. Even if you said to the Sofer and the Edim that you're writing the get only with the intention that, she, that it's chutz ploni, apparently that's still okay. You can still use that get. Yeah, that's what it said in the Mishnah. Of course, that's what it means. No, One might have thought that when is it okay to verbally add that condition in? That's only after they wrote the Torah of the get. So the get already was a get, and then you say That's when we say the get is still going to be valid. But before the Torah, if you say it before the Torah was ever written, I feel I'll tell Nami Apostle. I would have thought that even if you uh, say it verbally, you say it balpeh. Uh, it's going to be possible because you're writing the whole get with that in mind. So come Ashmulan, that's why he has to tell me that no, if it's if it's not written in the get, it's totally fine. Rava says no, if you, even verbally, if you say it before the Torah, it's going to be a problem. Rava used to instruct the Sofri Gitim keep the husband quiet until you write the Torah, because what he says can affect the kashos of the get until the Torah of the get is written. So you have to make sure that the Torah of the get is written before the husband says anything. Okay, Be'ezushem, tomorrow we'll pick up with Tanur Rabbanan at the bottom.